Wilma. Let's uh, open our Bibles to Galatians 5.22. There's a lot, a lot of words in that one verse that we keep looking at as it describes the fruit of the Spirit. And tonight we come to kindness. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness. Now, some translations translate this as gentleness. And tonight we're going to think about just what does kindness mean? Why is it so important? How can we display it in our lives? The fruit of the Spirit, it says, is kindness. You may have read about the little girl who prayed, Oh God, make all the bad people good and make all the good people nice. Make all the good people nice. That's a pretty good prayer. It's not a given that the good people are always nice. But we ought to be nice. We ought to be kind. If we're Christians and the Holy Spirit lives in us and controls us of all things, we ought to be people of kindness. What is kindness? Well, here in Galatians chapter 5, 22, as I said, it, can, it sometimes is also translated as gentleness. It comes from a root word that means to be useful, to be good, to be helpful, to be suitable. And so literally it is saying that we ought to be people who in the way we relate to others, the way we treat other people, it is suitable it is good, it is edifying, it is useful to them and to what God wants in their lives. Sometimes it is translated in other places as friendliness, tenderness, generosity. And so when you put all that together, it gives you something of a picture of what, it, what kindness means. I think it, we know it when we see it, don't we? When we experience kindness, we know it. And when we share it, it ought to be known by others. One old preacher said, kindness is love in shoe leather. Kindness is love in shoe leather. In other words, love is kind. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says love is kind. And so it's difficult when you take these individual words and try to parse them out it's hard to separate kindness from love love when it is displayed in a practical way in your life it's going to come out as kindness to other people it's practical it's personal and so kindness is really love in action but why be kind why is it important for us to be kind. There are at least three reasons. We could probably list many. God saved us through his kindness. We have experienced kindness from God himself. God saved us. And in doing so, he was so kind and gracious to us. Think of these scriptures. Titus 3, 4, and 5. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. The kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward us 
appeared. So the coming of Jesus into the world, the fact that God acted to save us, he showed us his kindness. Sometimes the words are put together, loving kindness, aren't they? God has shown his loving kindness toward us. And if God had not chosen to show that to us, there would be no hope for us. Ephesians 4.32, Paul said to those who are saved, and be ye, what? Kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Be ye kind to one another. We have received kindness, and therefore, we ought to show kindness to others. And that is modeled to, for us by God himself. And then a second reason we should be kind, why it's important to be kind, the world is not going to see the Lord in us until it experiences kindness in us. If we're not kind in the way we relate to other people, it's going to be really hard for them to really be able to see Jesus in us because our attitude of, of arrogance or indifference is going to blur what Christ wants to display through us. It's so important that when people encounter us, they experience the kindness of God. And in so doing, they can then see the love of God. They can see Jesus living in us. Someone is well written, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so you can have all the theological understanding in the world, but if people don't sense that you care about them, and that's often in, they experience that often through acts of kindness on our part. That's when they first begin to sense that we care. Then it's not going to matter how great our theology is as far as being able to impact them or reach them with the gospel of Christ. The Lord Jesus has come to live within us as Christians. He inhabits us. He lives in our life. He lives through us. And if he's going to live through us, then there's going to be the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit includes this great character quality of kindness. And then thirdly, if you want to receive kindness, you need to give it. I think we all want people to be kind. We want to experience kindness. And it's, it's not it's not 100%, is it? Just because you're kind to someone does not mean they are going to be kind in return to you. But you know what? God has a way of taking our obedience and using it to bless others. And even though the person you may be being kind to is not kind in return, maybe God is preparing someone else who's going to be kind to you when you need it. And so we must be kind irrespective of whether the person we're kind to is going to do something for us. They may, but they may not. We need to be kind because God has been kind to us. And we need to display that to others. If you want kindness, you need to give it. 
That's a principle I remember John Glover talked about, who was a longtime pastor in the in uh, this part of Missouri and was a great part of the life of this church before he passed away. With our GROW program, he talked about how, you know, a lot of what we do with the GROW outreach program is not necessarily going to be directly uh, people coming here. They may, but they may not. But there's a principle, he said, that if you do what God is asking you to do, God will provide what you need. And so you just do what God says and trust him. And then you'll see that God has a way of providing what you need when you need it. And so we've thought about what kindness is and why we should be kind. And we have to accept the reality that sometimes when we're kind, we're going to be taken advantage of. And there are people who, they're gun shy. They have been hurt. They've been taken advantage of. And they have recoiled from that. And so they're really, they're not sure they want to be very expressive of kindness. Not, not too not too freely, not too openly, because they're afraid that if they are, somebody is going to hurt them. Someone is going to take advantage of them. You know what? You're right. Someone will take advantage of you if you are a person of kindness. But does that mean we shouldn't be kind to people? Jesus was taken advantage of, and he was kind, wasn't he? Beyond measure. He's been kind to us. He was kind to everybody because he took their sins in his own body, and he died for the sins of every person. But will everyone receive him and, and follow him and trust him? No. But he died for everyone. And so that is very possible, and we just have to accept that. One writer said sometimes people are afraid that if they're kind, people will hurt them. And so they just have kind of a shell or a crust about them because they don't want to be disappointed. I read about the great golfer Roberta DiVincenzo. Some of you may remember him. He was a golfer back in the 50s and 60s, 70s. Jack Nicklaus said of him, he was from Argentina, anyone who knew Roberto knew he was a very modest man, and that's one of the reasons people liked him so much. He is known, uh, as much as anything, for he actually won the Masters Golf Tournament. But when he sat down to uh, do his scorecard, which you have to do at the end of the tournament, he just hastily signed it. And his playing partner had wrongly recorded his score on the 17th hole, gave him a four instead of a three, and he signed that card which made him actually lose by one stroke. And so he did not win the Masters because of that great mistake, that great disappointment. Well, just about three weeks later, he won the Houston Open in 1968. It was three weeks after the scorecard fiasco, as it became known. And out in the parking lot, he was confronted by a woman who told him this, this awful tale about her daughter's battle with leukemia. 
And so Roberta DiVincenzo De took a good portion of the winnings that he had just won from that golf tournament and he gave it to that woman to help her daughter. And a couple of weeks later, he was informed that woman had suckered him. She was a scam artist. And so the reporter said to him, how does it feel to know that she took advantage of you? Her daughter's not dying. And Roberta DiVincenzo is said to have replied with great joy, my friend, that's the best news I've ever heard. Her daughter is not dying. He refused to be angry. He had been taken advantage of, but he had done it for the right reason. You know, we have to be willing sometimes to know that people may take advantage of us if we're kind. But don't let that keep you from having a kind heart and a good spirit. Here was a man who had just experienced the greatest disappointment of his life three weeks before, but he still had a giving and kind heart. And though he may have been taken advantage of by that woman on that day, I think God will bless a heart like that with a good life and with a heart of joy and peace. That's the kind of attitude that God would have us to have. People took advantage of Jesus, but he was kind. And they may take advantage of us. We should still be kind. Now, when should we be kind? When should we be kind? Galatians 6.10 says, As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good to all men. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all men. Opportunities to be kind, they come our way. But sometimes we just let them go by. He gives us opportunities, but do we seize them? Do we take advantage of them? I think we've all experienced that moment where maybe the Holy Spirit has impressed upon us to do something or say something. Or pick up the phone and call somebody. Or go see somebody. And we wanted to do it. We thought we should do it. But because we were so busy. Or we were so tired. We just let the opportunity go by. The thing is when we let that opportunity go by. We may never have that opportunity again. And so we need to seize it. As we have opportunity. Do good. Be kind to all men. We need to remember that. So when should we be kind? When we have the opportunity to do so. Seize it. Use it. And do what God would lead you to do. All around us are people who are bruised. People who are bleeding. They may be bleeding financially. They may be bleeding spiritually. They may be bleeding emotionally. We need to be kind. I read about a Baptist pastor who said that there was a man who later told him that he had come to their church one Sunday. He was despondent. 
he had he felt like life was over for him and so he came into that church just because he didn't want to be alone didn't know anybody people were kind to him in the service and when he left he got in his vehicle and he started to drive out of the parking lot and there was a woman in another car didn't know her at all but she smiled at him and she waved at him and he drove on and went home and later that night he was laying in his bed and he was thinking about killing himself and he started thinking about the shotgun that was in his closet and he told the pastor that he got out of bed and started walking toward that shotgun. And before he could get there, flashing across his mind was the smile of that woman in the car and the fact that she waved at him. And it stopped him. It saved his life. Now, do you think that woman in that car had any idea that that simple smile and wave would mean that much to that man? We never know how God will use the smallest act of kindness. We never know. And so let's take it very seriously to be kind to people. It doesn't have to be some enormous thing or some complicated act it might just be a smile or to call somebody it might save their life literally it might be just what they need at that moment as the bible says as we therefore have opportunity let us do good you may have heard the the old uh, writing or statement by a Quaker. I shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do or any kindness that I can show to any human being, let me do it now. Let me not defer nor neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. We should take it very seriously to be kind as we have the opportunity. Now, where should, we be, where should we be kind? Where should we be kind? Well, in times of conflict, God will put us to the test on this thing of kindness, won't he? When there's a conflict, when there's an argument, when there's a time of quarrel, how should we react? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24, it says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be kind unto all men. 2 Timothy 2, 24. If we're servants of the Lord, we're not going to be quarrelsome people. Doesn't mean you won't ever disagree with somebody. But there's a way to disagree. We can be kind even in disagreement. That's a great opportunity to let the fruit of the Spirit be displayed. In times of conflict, we need to be kind. Our conversation, in our conversation, we need to be kind. Our words can bless or our words can burn. Our words can harm. Did you know that your words can hurt or your words can heal? The Bible says, 
Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 15.4, gentle words, kind words cause life and health. We need life and health. And we can help other people to have a better life and to be healthier with the words that we use. Everybody needs some kindness. I heard of a man who went into a little roadside diner for breakfast and a waitress came out with her hands on her hips, you know, hands on her hips. She said, what do you want? Well, he said, I'd like some eggs and a few kind words. She didn't say anything. She just went around back to the kitchen, and after a while she came out with a plate of some greasy eggs and slapped them down in front of him, and he said, where are my kind words? She said, don't eat them eggs. Don't eat them eggs. Everybody needs some kind words. You'd be surprised how you... <laughs> how you can really touch somebody. Maybe not those words, don't eat them eggs, but we need some kindness. So let's show kindness and let's accept the kindness of others. When should we show kindness? When people are hurting. When people are hurting. Philippians 2, 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Don't just be concerned about your own situation, but also look after the needs of others. People are hurting, and when they're hurting, they need kindness. And we have to be looking for that. God will show it to us. There's those opportunities he will give us if we are sensitive and if we will see what he wants us to see. And so let God use you to be kind. And that's the final point here. Choose to be kind. It is a choice. The fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God is producing this. He's trying to produce this in us. But we can grieve the Spirit and we can quench the Spirit, can't we? The Bible talks about those two words. If we grieve the Spirit... We're actively doing or saying things that the Spirit is trying to say, don't do that. Don't do that. We grieve Him. We run through the stop sign. And so sometimes we're not kind because we choose to speak the way we want to speak rather than the way God would have us to speak. We grieve the Spirit. Or we quench the Spirit. The Spirit of God is saying, you need to speak to that person. You need to do something for that person. You need to be kind to that person, but we, we're too busy or we're too tired or we just don't want to do it. We throw cold water on what the Holy Spirit is urging us, telling us to do. So in that sense, it's a choice whether we're going to be kind or not. Are we going to cooperate with the urging of the Holy Spirit and let that fruit be produced and come out of us? Or are we just going to throw cold water on it? Or are we going to grieve his spirit? We should do neither. We should choose to be kind. Acts 10.38 says about Jesus, what does it say? He went about doing good. He went about doing good. He was kind. And if Jesus was kind, then the people of Jesus 
ought to be kind to. We are part of his body. He is the head. And so we need to move at his command, move at his urging. Colossians 3.12 tells us to put on kindness. It's like you, you're putting on a, 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 a robe. You're, you're making a decision. You're going to wear the robe of kindness. So every day we should choose to put on kindness. And as we go out each day into the world and into the life that God has given us, we ought to be kind to all that we come into contact with. That's the fruit of the Spirit. So as God's people, let us be kind. Let us be tenderhearted. Let us let God use us to show his kindness and his love to others. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for this verse that urges us as your people to let the fruit of the Spirit come flowing out of us, including this great thing of kindness. Thank you, Lord, that you've been so kind to us. You have, even in our sin, you have come to us with your love and grace, and you have shown us the greatest kindness of all. You've forgiven us. You've given us hope. You've given us life. So, Lord, having received your kindness, May we then show it to others. Lord, we know you give us those opportunities every day. Make us more sensitive to that. And help us then to move at your leading. And to let your kindness be displayed through our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the folks that are here tonight. They love you. They wouldn't be here on Father's Day night if they didn't love you. And so bless these who are so kind. I've experienced their kindness. And I know that many others do too. So may we leave here committed to you. And we pray that you'll help us Lord to be kinder. The kindness of your heart. May it shine through us. Each and every day. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.